my greatest thing is when I leave women or they do my masterclass, they feel they feel beautiful again. Mm. And we, you know, that's our right. Like we've got one crack at this life. Why not be the best versions of ourselves? Hello and welcome to Essay Life, the podcast, episode three. My name is Penny Yap and I'm the editor of Essay Life magazine. My guest today is the irrepressible Lucy McGill. With a decades-long career in the fashion industry, Lucy has turned her attention to making us all feel beautiful as a personal stylist. Lucy, good morning. Good morning, Penny, and thank you for having me here. It's such a great honour. Now, I know that you have had a long career in fashion. Oh, I'm... yes. It's a very long <laughs> career. I'm just keen to know, what sparked that interest in the first place? How did oh. you end up in the world of fashion? Well, Penny, you know, I think it was always within me. In fact, mm-hmm. my only Saturday detention at, at school was for reading Dolly magazine. So those of my vintage <laughs> era good old will Dolly. remember a good old Dolly magazine. And so I think I was just so drawn to it my whole life. It was just, I, you know, and, and some of the kids these days, they say, I don't know what I want to do. And I feel and empathise with that because I literally, it, this stuff has spilled out of me for as long as I remember. It, it has been a very long career. Like I did actually start in fashion retail. I had eight years at Sports Girl and that whole retail (laughs) discipline of working my way up through the ranks. And I ended up being transferred over to Melbourne, Victoria to run the 23 regional manager, 23 stores. Um, So I did have that great discipline of retail structure before I sort of moved to Sydney for love. Um, (laughs) And um, then I decided to get into the wholesale sort of side of it there. So I um, I worked for a company, a man called Mark Keery, who went on to become my best friend. Right. Um, And Mark was the founder of Mark's. um, And for those, again, in my era, that was sort of such a pioneering company. Um, And so I thought, you know, I'd had such great retail discipline and he was really the, the, he wanted me to set up his wholesale division. So he had his own six stores, but he wanted me to sell it around Australia. But he'd just um, been over in Italy and he fell into a taxi drunk one day. (laughs) As you do in Italy. One day, and there was this man in there with a suitcase full of jeans, and the man was called Renzo Rosso, and the jeans were called Diesel. He brought this suitcase back to Australia, and he said, "I think I should sell these in my store." And I said, "No, no, no! I'm going to take them around Australia, and we're going to sell them around Australia." Wow! So there was the found. There was the founding beginning of Diesel Australia. He then. We, we just ran. He <laughs> it ran and ran, and that company grew, and he ended up being the distributor Australasia wide. And sadly, I lost Mark. He died of cancer. But, oh, that's so um, sad. you know, his business sold at 23 million. It was a very hectic, crazy oh time goodness. of growth. And I learned a lot about wholesale and structured that in all the premium, you know, stores right the way through to premium department stores. So the Marks and Diesel brands Amazing. really took off. So that was a fantastic, you know, uh, thing. When was that? What year was it when Diesel came out? Well, um, I'm not really great with years. My sons <laughs> were born in 99 and by... Not even a year later, I was a single mum. So that's when I, so I had just had my boys when he died. Mm -hmm. So that's when I moved back to Adelaide. Now, Lucy, we have one of your gorgeous boys in the studio with us. Hello, Ben. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) My my poor sons, the things they've had to endure. Now they're on a podcast about fashion. I mean, really? (laughs) (laughs) So, Ben, you are 21 now and a twin. Tell me, what was it like growing up with Lucy as a fashionista mum? Oh, it was amazing. Um, (laughs) You know, uh, my brother and myself, we... 
when we were young, we obviously uh, played a lot of sports and mum was obviously always watching us play sports and she was always the mum, you know, wearing amazing clothes. <laughs> um, whilst the other mums were just sort of wearing normal clothes. But um, She was there at the Oval in a ball gown, was she? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that, it. That so, is hilarious. Yeah. I, I do remember the boys sometimes I'd come out, mum, can't you just look like a normal mum? Yeah, <laughs> no, I said that, you know, often. But um, And did... Uh, did Lucy dress you when you were kids? Did your mum like, yeah, give you what to wear? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, when we were really young, so I'm saying about four to five, mum always, you know, dressed us. And obviously we didn't really care, but, you know, when we grew up around, around 13, 14, uh, mum always suggested, you know, all these different type of clothes and my, my brother and I just totally disagreed with it. <laughs> but um, we look back now and they're pretty much – all the clothes that mum recommended, they're pretty much the trend now. Oh, really? Yeah. And so we, you know, we sort of regret not wearing them back then. <laughs> but, um, you know, other than that, it was not really. I've, um, seen, I've seen a photo of you as a small boy in some cute little Birkenstocks. Yeah. Oh, I was, oh, the, I think I was about, oh, how old was I then? Oh, like three I think or four? You're going to kindy and they both had their, one had olive. Yeah, olive, olive pair of Berkies, and one had a white with the that's tough it. jeans and yeah, the nah. diesel hoodie. It's like, it was pretty mate, cool. that's still relevant now. Yeah, that's you know? it. Nah, that's all what my mates wear now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. So we were only twenty years ahead of ourselves. Yeah, well, well yeah, there you go. Yeah, or oh, eighteen. Well. Yeah. But do you think, having been exposed to all this fashion at a young age, do you do you find that you're more confident with clothes than some of your peers maybe now? Um. To be totally honest, not not really, because all my mates they've actually got real good fashion too. Okay. And um, we don't we don't really compete. Um, mm-hmm. you know we we sort of stay level headed with that. But um, we all sort of you know wear sort of the same clothes, and we all sort of like fashion as much as we don't really talk about it. We we all love it. So. They actually all do rock a yeah, very so. chic look, and they're sort of a bit of a surf vibe to them all. But okay. they yeah. you know they'll they'll throw it together. I I, I often you know come out to a party and think, oh, yeah, no, these guys. Hang on, you turn up to their parties, Lucy. No, no, but they're always at my house, partying at my house. (laughs) Yeah, parties are mine all the time, so. Mm, I get to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So does mum still dress you for a big event? Would you still go to her for advice? Um, I don't go for for advice, um, but, yeah, sometimes she recommends, oh, I reckon you should wear that, and, you know, Majority of the time I disagree, but sometimes like, hey, look, yeah, you know what? Well, that's a that's a good that's a good choice, Mum. I'm gonna wear that tonight. So what about your formal? For oh, formal that was yeah, Mum Mum went top notch there. Um, <laughs> got you know uh, best fashion look there. Um, <laughs> Can you tell so, me about the outfit? Oh, what what was it, Mum? It was a so, beige linen suit. Yeah, from that's it. Yeah, it was from Calibre. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was, you know, it was. It looked pretty cool, I personally thought. So, <laughs> Like you're in the best dress list. I'm lucky, six of the boys, identical twins, six foot one. If anything I throw on them, they're like, that'll do, Mum. No, I'm not going to wear that one. All right, that looks okay. Yeah, I'll wear it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you'll be dressing them forever. Mm-hmm. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. They don't always agree, let me tell you. But. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh, probably 2000, 2001, and I had Platinum, uh-huh. which was in Rundle Street. And it was, you know, it was back in the day where everyone was trading up and everyone was, it was, you know, a lot of French champagne and fast <laughs> and ferocious times. Everything was on credit and there was no online. So my store, it was, a, it was you know, uh, it 
it was intuitive to do it. And I think Mm -hmm. for your listeners, for women, particularly in business, you know, intuition is an amazing thing in business and should be honoured. So intuitively, I opened it up. It was definitely a hectic time with twin, you know, one or two years old, but it absolutely took off. And um, it was sort of the day when Subi had the rats on the runway and Fashion Week was all fabulous. And um, (laughs) denim was the thing. I think we were selling jeans back then for $400. And I would go to LA and I would bring back all these sevens and Juicy Couture and, you know, all these denim brands that weren't in Australia. And I was literally flying every second month to LA. I could not keep these expensive jeans on on the shop floor. But um, so Platinum definitely was a great time and space. And that's when I started styling all my clients. You uh-huh. know. Well, so, I'm sure so many of our listeners are going to remember Platinum. Yeah, they will. They? <laughs> they really will. And, um, you know, and I've been in, in so many of their wardrobes and styled them over the years. So so that was a great legacy. And um, But and then from there, I, I, I've always done my styling, but I did notice that there was online stores um, happening. Uh-huh. And, the world was changing. Yeah, the world was changing. So I thought I went to all of the designers and I said, what about if I represent you and start open a fashion agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very selective with the brands that I took into Lucy McGill agencies, known as LMA. Mm-hmm. So we quickly became the sort of cool brand to be represent, cool agency to be represented by because I would only sort of, you know, I had the relationship with the overseas buyers and designers. I had the relationship the same with the Australian ones that I stocked in Platinum. Mm-hmm. So that was a great, um, again, intuitive timing to sell Platinum. Um, when Mark died... I then became a fashion designer. In honour of him, I launched my first collection in 2009. I launched Angel Wings and that was in honour of Mark because mm-hmm. I was, you know, obviously deeply wounded to lose someone that um, he was such a great man and had such a great legacy. And, you know, there's so many people that are, are premium retailers now that work. we all work together at Mark's. There was the girls from Basic. So Deborah Sams, she worked with me at Mark's right. and she's gone on to have Basic. The mm-hmm. girls from Jack. Jack and Jack, they were his buyers and really? designers. The Pip Edwards, who's really, I mean, PE Nation is probably the most successful company at the moment. It's she, hot at the moment, isn't very it? Very hot. Yes. She worked with us all at Marks. And then Craig King, who went on to be his general manager at uh, General Pants. You know, we, Helen Robbins, who's general manager of Lee Matthews. Lee Matthews worked How there. extraordinary. Me. You all began we there. We all began under Mark. Wow. So I feel like he sprinkles his magic with us all, oh. all the time. And we have all stayed within the industry. So, And there's this warm connection between us all. Yes. And, and the connection is Mark. We still honour his, you know, birthdays. And, oh, how yeah. gorgeous. So, um, so, yes, 2009 was my first showcase at Fat Australian Fashion Week of mm. Angel Wings. But So I've sort Exciting. of done everything. But really what I went, I've got a... A, a US business coach. And when we really sat down to identify what was it that was my thing in mm-hmm. fashion, who's my ideal customer avatar, it really mm-hmm. is just throwing outfits together. It's dressing women. And through that, I can empower and make women feel beautiful. And that is the magic that I then thought, this is all it is. Oh. This is all it is. I've done all this other stuff, but really all I really am here to do is do that. Joining us now is Adelaide modelling sensation, Sarah Abel-Smith. Sarah, hello. Can you tell me, how do you and Lucy know each other? 
Well, look, I think we've known each other for about 35 years. <laughs> oh, and like a great vintage yet. dress, really. <laughs> <laughs> this friendship. We met through parties probably back in the day years ago. And also you were good mates with my husband's family, really, weren't yeah. you, Luke? You yeah. grew up with them. Yeah, so, so I grew up but with that them. Was, yeah, oh, so, so that's how we would have all met back paths. in the day. Yeah, yeah we were yeah. good at the parties. <laughs> good at the parties. And then we moved in together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Flatmates in the early days, hey? <laughs> oh, yes. It was yeah. was a love of fashion but, and food, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe the food. Well, I don't, know. I don't know if you were that into fashion at that stage, Lou. No, I really um, wasn't. You were the one actually into fashion, I think, at I that was, age. I was your style guru then, Lou. <laughs> this is interesting. Tell <laughs> okay. me more about this, Sarah. I worked in Esprit, which was kind of cool. I was 18 and I had this really good job straight away. I didn't go to uni because I thought this is just fabulous Mm -hmm. and I just had access to all the latest fashion clothes and so I was always in these really amazing outfits all the time (laughs) going to work every day and Luce was she was doing aerobics instructing and we were living together but she was off to this hot date one night and I said right I'm going to style you up now (laughs) so she came in She came in and what did we put you in, Luke? Uh, I still you in remember a... it was a, it was a purple yeah. pencil skirt, just like actually it's like that Victoria Beckham length mid calf, <laughs> and it was then this purple polka dot shirt, but it was all fitted and it was so actually chic even for today. Wow! <laughs> I just won the date over with that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm laughing because our height difference is just a little bit. <laughs> of course. It was probably a pencil skirt what? to the knee on Sarah. <laughs> but we made it relevant, <laughs> Victoria Beckham on me. Okay, there we go. <laughs> exactly, Lou. So we were, yeah, so it was sort of in the fashion industry and then and then we were living together and then we sort of, oh, you, I think you went to work for Sports Girl, Loose, and yeah. we kind of moved on and I went overseas and lived in Queensland and, you know, we sort of, you know, we always caught up, but Lucy mm. went her own way in the fashion world and I didn't. I completely got out of the fashion world. But when well, I came really. back to Adelaide... Not really. You became Adelaide, like the, the bloody Adelaide supermodel. <laughs> so you were well, sort of into when it. I came, that's when I came back to Adelaide. So that's sort of the thing, you know, modelled for 25 years and would always be whipping into platinum. When you open platinum, we'd, we'd live in there. We'd always come in, <laughs> visit you. You'd whip an outfit together. And I was laughing with Lucy this week mm. saying... It was the complete Macca's drive-by. I'd ring Lucy and say, <laughs> can you just whip a package together for me? And I'm, I'm, I'm flying past in about five minutes. Can yeah. you run out and throw it through the window? Run, so Rundle think, Street had, 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 a, had, a, had a really quite, quite a smart car lineup really out the front very often. <laughs> it was like you know, McDonald's on steroids. <laughs> drive-by fashion. But it worked really it. well. It did. Because Lucy... Lucy was very, um, she knew our body types. She knew the events we'd go to. She knew exactly what we needed and our style and would put it on us. And and that and, was, that's her and, gift, and, and, really. And, and, and never crossing anyone over because it's, you know, there was a tight sort of brat pack that had big events. And But um, so I'd sort of come up with different various looks for each of them and, you know, say, come come by, there's a package. I think they used to say that she's lucified me, but, you know, everyone had a, you know, different different sort of vibe based on them and their style and their X factor, you know. So that, I think, was the main thing that was important to me. I love it. And I believe, right. Sarah, more recently, you've been lucified again. I think you invited <laughs> Lucy back into your own wardrobe. Isn't that right? I've come and gone a lot in that wardrobe over the years, possibly. Oh, uh, 
I have. I have. Well, I think during COVID, I was just, it was two weeks, we were in trackies and I was just, I think I'd been wearing trackies for so long and I hadn't been going out and I just kept wearing the same thing. Every time I go to the wardrobe, I'd put my denim jeans, my sand shoes and my knit on and a jacket and that would be my go-to every day. And I started to think, well, this is actually really boring. I think I need someone just to, you know, or Lucy especially, just to tell me what to do. So that's when Luz came in. Amazing. Well, I think that's, it's obviously a wonderful friendship. And I think you have many more years of fashion and friendship ahead of you, don't you? We're very, very blessed. It's been a very cool journey of lots of love, laughter and a little bit of madness. You absolutely pinpointed what you really loved most about fashion. Yeah, it's it really is what my gift, I think, mm-hmm. is. And so that's why I developed my masterclass because whilst mm. I'd been in so many premium women's wardrobes, I just knew that there was there was so many women that I couldn't get to that I wanted to. And the whole, I, I developed it through COVID. I thought this online platform is, you know, it's quite intimidating to have someone come into your wardrobe and, 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 and sift through it. And so I do it all through videos and I do it through, I really break it down into categories. And the first one, which is the only dull one <laughs> in the whole of my little masterclass, the first edit is the wardrobe declutter. Okay. Um, and so that, you know, they... A lot of people are messaging me going, I've been into your course for three weeks and I'm still decluttering my wardrobe. Yeah, mine's and probably I, like, a bit like that, I have to say. Yeah, so. So can you remember, like, was, there a, was there a first person you remember styling? Someone in the early days at Platinum or just someone who yeah. was a friend? Or Oh, do you know, actually my first boyfriend was Tim O'Connor, who's a fantastic fashion designer. Get I out. mean, <laughs> I, and he ha, he dated before he realised that he he preferred beautiful men than beautiful women. He dated <laughs> the most glamorous women. But honestly, when we dated, we would just have this. We had this most wonderful relationship of just like doing like let's dress that, put that together. Like we put outfits together. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and my sisters and all my friends, I did it to all of them. I would be in my mother's closet. I would be putting throwing outfits on the bed like I still do. So. Um, but, you know, it's all I've done, if you think. it's been, I've dressed women for 30 years, so right. it's just within me. It, this stuff spills out of me. It's wow. just all I sort of, yeah, that's <laughs> my thing. That's, I mean, you mentioned your masterclass, and this is actually something I've been wondering because you do have this innate capacity to dress women, you know, yourself included, let's face it. <laughs> Thank but you. do you think it's something that is just innate or can it be taught to other women? Do you know, I do it in, in every category. I do, say for the first category is a denim edit. I do the high high rise wide leg denim jean and I show it in a speedy video worn three different ways. Then I do the high rise skinny leg jean. Mm-hmm. I show speedy videos of worn three ways and then I do like a straight leg. So I actually am quite passionate and re- the reason I gave up fashion designing because it really is about slow fashion, not fast fashion. And mm-hmm. I think cons- conscious consumerism, I help identify the gaps, but also bring your existing wardrobe back to life. Uh-huh. And we loved every piece that went in there. And I think we have to be conscious of that. And people, have fi- people find outfit options by emulating what I do that they never believe possible hmm. in their own wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And then I have links all the way through from if your budget is like Cook Eye all the way through to Camilla and Mark, say to international brands if you if to, to fill your blazer gap or whatever gap you have. I have right. shopping links all the way through. So I feel like it makes us, it, my clients feel like they're spending less money 
Mm. With their wardrobe declutter, there's a pile that they donate because someone will be so grateful for your beautiful pieces you don't wear. But then I teach them how to consign their goods so they get money for, you know, from brands from Q to Sports Girl Sass and Bide to your international sort of handbags you haven't worn for 10 years. So they end up consigning those and getting money back and putting it into areas that they know as the gap. But once they've actually put outfits together by emulating as close as they can from their wardrobe to my wardrobe, mm. they've built a confidence. So and they've and they've decluttered their wardrobe so they see what they've got. And so so many say they were in a lull. Mm-hmm. They were fashionable and fabulous and that they just felt mumsy and daggy. And now they're just because they've invested and they've stretched themselves and they're throwing some outfits together, they're getting more confidence. Mm. But in the same breath, they've been doctors for 30 years and they know stuff I don't know. I've dressed women <laughs> for 30 years, so I've got tips and tricks that I can educate them on to, right. they, they don't have to think about it. I'll yep. take that pain out of it. They mm. can be a great doctor and I'll make sure they look good. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you actually hit the nail on the head just then, confidence. Yeah. What, what do you say to a woman who says to you, look, I just hate my body, I just look horrible in anything? Well, the first thing I say is, yeah, I mean, that's your mindset. So I think that there's probably a lot of healing that you need to do there. Mm. But aside from that, I feel like in your wardrobe, you might have got to a size, gone through menopause, you might have got to a size 14. And in your wardrobe, there's that size 10 gene and that size mm. 12 gene, because when I get into that weight, so every single morning, you're looking at that item going, I'm not the right body size. Whereas if you if you went through your wardrobe, took out everything that you didn't wear for two years, identified that actually, I don't have any denim, went and bought a size 14, high rise, very chic, wide leg jean, put it with a slouchy blazer, whacked a crossbody bag and a cool ankle boot, you would look so fabulously chic and you wouldn't be looking at that terrible muffin top size (laughs) 10 jean that's not even relevant anymore. So the wardrobe declutter is actually helps your headspace as much as it helps your clarity with what you've got and the gaps you've got. That's amazing. It's not just about looking good, but feeling good. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And I really feel that I do love what my greatest thing is when I leave women or they do my masterclass, they feel they feel beautiful again. Mm. And we, you know, that's our right. Like, we've got one crack at this life. Why not be the best versions of ourselves? Mm. You know, but um, as I said, I think that the coolest thing for me is having developed this masterclass is I'm getting to, I'm getting to the women that I've always wanted to get to. Yeah, yeah. that's wonderful. Um, and who, who would your style icons be? I mean, who, who do mm. you remember emulating perhaps in your early days before you really... I feel Gosh, like sense of style. I feel like Elle McPherson nails it. I oh, think yes. she has that real laid back luxe, which I really uh-huh. adore. Um, she's you know can do chic so well. She's really I think she does an amazing job. I think Jodie Mears. I mean, I worked with Jodie for many years. I worked for I was represented Tiger Lily, and I also stocked it in my store, and we knew each other from Sydney days. I think she does that whole laid back, cool, so well. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker, I think, you know, I love her quirk. You know, yes. I just, in fact, with the shoot for um, your glorious SA Life <laughs> magazine, I was like, I had my Sarah Jessica Parker brand new shoes on that have hello, lover, or like, <laughs> hello on one foot and lover on the other. Like, it's so cool and quirky. Do you know, I have to say that Zoe Rice, who interviewed you for the wonderful story we have in the September issue of SA Life magazine, was so jealous of those shoes. <laughs> she came back into the office and said, you might believe she had the Sarah Jessica Parker shoes. <laughs> I know, I'm like trying to find how many ways can I wear my Sarah Jessica Parker shoes. It was like leather and a striped tee doing 
doing that Parisian, like, laid back down, you know. <laughs> I mean, like, dressing them every single way I can. So they've been a bit of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, it has been so wonderful to talk to you. It just makes me want to go shopping. I declutter my wardrobe. <laughs> Start with that, Penny. It's been such an honour, not only to be in the magazine, but, um, you know, with your gorgeous audience to, you know, hear my story. So thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. You can read more about Lucy and some other South Australian personal stylists in September, the luxury issue of SA Life magazine, which is out now. Or for more details, visit our website at salife.com.au.